Proctor for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Congress will hear directly from Ukrainian President Zelensky tomorrow. China may be on the brink of assisting Russia with the war on Ukraine. Europe's facing the worst humanitarian crisis since World War II, as nearly 3 million people have fled war-torn Ukraine. High crime under woke policies in Seattle has forced Amazon to relocate its employees. Homeless in New York City and Washington, D.C. being warned to take shelter as a serial killer of the homeless on the loose. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will speak virtually to members of Congress on Wednesday. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat out of California, and Majority Leader Charles Schumer, the Democrat out of New York, announced Zelensky's appearance in a joint letter. Here's Pelosi last week talking about a phone call with the Ukrainian leader. It is um, really an honor to just be on the call with somebody so courageous, uh, so determined, uh, and so strategic in his thinking about how to protect his country. Congress has moved to provide $13.6 billion in Ukraine-related aid. And this week, Congress is expected to take up legislation ending normal trade relations with Moscow. Last week, Congress passed legislation cutting off Russian oil to the U.S. Well, China has expressed openness to helping provide Russia with requested military and financial assistance as part of its war on Ukraine. U.S. officials familiar with the intelligence told CNN it is not yet clear whether or not China intends to actually support Russia. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Should they provide military or other assistance uh, that, of course, violates sanctions or uh, or supports the war effort, uh, that there will be uh, significant consequences. But in terms of what those specifics look like, we would coordinate with our partners and allies to make that determination. A top aide to President Biden during an intense meeting in Rome warned his Chinese counterpart of potential implications and consequences should China support Russia's war on Ukraine. China's President Xi Jinping is reportedly alarmed at the invasion of Ukraine. However, there are no indications China will cut off support to Ukraine. More than 2.8 million refugees have fled war-torn Ukraine since the unprovoked Russian invasion. The exodus is the fastest-growing humanitarian crisis in Europe since World War II. UN High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, adds more than 2 million people are displaced right inside Ukraine. The whole world is stunned by this crisis. And I think that the world is anguished by what this represents or might represent. Most Ukrainian refugees have crossed into Poland. Others have gone to Hungary, Moldova, Slovakia and other European countries. Some have even fled to Russia. High crime resulting from woke policies is forcing Amazon to relocate all 1,800 workers from its downtown Seattle office. The police budget there has been cut by $36 million since 2019, all due to woke policies. 
Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell's office has pledged to make Seattle a safe and thriving neighborhood for residents, workers and businesses, but noted the struggle that law enforcement is having. The fact of the matter is, is I inherited a depleted and demoralized police department. We have lost a staggering number of officers over the past two years, nearly 350. Amazon cited an increase in violent crime in the downtown Seattle area in its announcement last Friday. In 2021, Seattle experienced a 24% increase in aggravated assaults, a 42% increase in shootings and all-time high, and a 20% increase in violent crimes, the highest level in 24 years. The homeless here in New York and Washington, D.C., they are being warned to seek shelter. A lone gunman is suspected of targeting sleeping homeless men in both cities. Two people have been killed, three injured. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser called the gunman a cold-blooded killer. They also said the full cooperation is being given to authorities. Here's D.C. Mayor Bowser. We know that this is a scary situation. Uh, We know that our unsheltered residents already face a lot of daily dangers, and it is unconscionable um, that anybody would target this vulnerable population. A combined $70,000 reward is being offered for information that leads to an arrest. $25,000 here in New York, $25,000 in D.C., and $20,000 from ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, motives unknown. 77 WABC Time Chat 507. Joe Nolan's along with traffic and transit. Well, good morning, Deb. Morning, everybody. And as we start out, we're actually in pretty good shape as you start to head out onto the area roadways. Really nothing overly horrible for you to worry about. You do have uh, the normal road work northbound on the New Jersey Turnpike this morning, and that would be today on the inner roadways. You start to head northbound, so just be aware of that. We're also going to be looking at a bit of a problem at the Lincoln Tunnel. Now, this is on the outbound side. There is an accident in the left lane in the north too apparently some injuries involved with this as well so as a result of that you're going to have quite a bit of slow traffic heading outbound inbound though really not affected by it at all lie northern southern states out on the island everybody in good shape same thing pretty much in new jersey 82 82 87 19 22 everybody moving along very well heading southbound new york state thruway into the tappan sea bridge everybody moving at or near the speed limit from 287 all the way down to the bridge itself now new jersey transit we have some good news for you Morris and Essex line running again, but on a very modified schedule. Same thing with the Gladstone branch. They're running between Gladstone and Summit, and they are still cross-honoring. North Jersey Coast still up to a 20-minute delay with that bridge repair in Middletown. And alternate side again today is in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high near 62. The overnight low, 44, with partly cloudy skies. Another sunny day tomorrow, the high up to 64. And right now we're at 45 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin said Monday that he opposes one of President Joe Biden's nominees to the Federal Reserve. The conservatives' opposition all but leaves Sarah Bloom Rankin's nomination to join the central bank as vice chair for supervision in limbo. There's opposition, too, from both sides of the aisle. Republican Pennsylvania Senator Pat Tomey told CNBC why he is also opposed to Raskin's nomination. The reason not to have the vote is because we can't get answers to important questions. Um, she, frankly, did a terrible job responding to the written questions that we submitted. And that's Senator Pat Toomey there. The White House said money that many of the most intense attacks against its candidate had 
come from those with close ties to the energy industry. Raskin is a former Fed governor and served as the deputy treasury secretary under the Obama administration. Support from both major parties for voting rules in their state and voter identification laws. However, Democrats are increasingly worried about progress in voting rights for black Americans. A new poll from the Associated Press Newark Center for Public Affairs Research finds few Americans said that African-Americans had achieved significant progress since the civil rights era compared to four years ago. Concern about a lack of progress is much higher for Democrats, 86 percent of whom believe more must be done to secure racial equity and voting rights compared to 40 percent of Republicans. There's a reflection of the continuing partisan fight over election procedures that spawned more restrictive laws in 19 GOP control states last year. Still, even Democrats are fairly happy with the voting laws in their own states, red and blue. According to the poll, about three out of four Americans think the laws in their states are about right. Republicans are raising a red flag over Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson's work on behalf of Guantanamo Bay detainees. Her work is coming up in closed-door meetings with Jackson before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And that's ahead of a likely Republican line of attack during high-profile committee hearings. That'll happen next week. Here's Jackson during her nomination announcement. Justice Breyer... The members of the Senate will decide if I fill your seat, but please know that I could never fill your shoes. The Biden administration and Senate Democrats have focused on trying to diversify the bench, and Jackson is poised to become the first black woman on the high court. 83-year-old Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring. Retired General David Petraeus thinks the consequences for Vladimir Putin's decision to invade Ukraine will become increasingly apparent to Russia. Speaking on CNN, the former CIA director said the invasion of Ukraine has gone poorly for the Russian president. Petraeus said Vladimir Putin could see problems at home as sanctions against Russia take hold. At some point, again, the people are going to realize, you know, the stock market's never going to reopen. Uh, we aren't getting much for our ruble anymore. Uh, various products that they used to take for granted are just not going to be on the shelves of stores. Again, this is starting to happen, uh, and it will escalate in the weeks that lie ahead. Petraeus expects pressure to build on Putin as more businesses close, the country defaults on debt payments, and store shelves are left empty. A Russia TV employee stormed her network studio during its live evening broadcast on Monday to warn citizens that they have been lied to about the invasion into Ukraine. According to the Express, the woman burst into a frame holding a sign that read, Stop the war. Don't believe propaganda. They're lying to you in a mix of English and Russian. She chanted, Stop the war. No to war. This woman is said to be an employee with the network fed up with feeding misinformation to her fellow Russian citizens. The incident came during a massive Russian crackdown on media outlets that published stories deviating from President Vladimir Putin's narrative of the war in Ukraine. A pregnant woman and her unborn child injured due to Russia's bombing of a maternity hospital in Mariupol in southern Ukraine has died. The image of the injured woman has become one of the most shocking and viral images of Russia's war on Ukraine. After being accused of war crimes, Russian officials claim the maternity hospital had been taken over by Ukrainian extremists. 
Here's Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. At the UN Security Council, our delegation presented facts that this maternity hospital had long since been captured by the Azov Battalion and other radical factions, from where all expected mothers, all nurses, and all personnel had been kicked out. This was a base of the ultra-radical Azov Battalion. Russia's ambassador to the UN and the Russian embassy in London called the images of the attack fake news. China has laid the building blocks of a strategy to try and shield itself from the worst economic and diplomatic consequences it could face and to benefit from geopolitical shifts once the smoke clears. China's leader Xi Jinping has denounced the international sanctions imposed on Russia, but has hinted that Chinese companies may comply with them to protect China's economic interests in the West as Russia's war on Ukraine surges. She reached out to European leaders last week with vague offers of assistance in negotiating a settlement that while other Chinese officials amplified Russian disinformation campaigns meant to discredit the U.S. and NATO. On Monday, President Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, met with a top Chinese official in Rome. Sullivan warned that the United States had deep concerns about Beijing's growing alignment with Russia. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Alec has sports. Yes, I do, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Alec here with the Early News Sports Update. Pretty dead, uh, dead night last night in the way of local action as we were left with no hockey or basketball. Looking ahead to tonight, though, the Nets are in Orlando getting set to face the Magic at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders have a date scheduled with the Washington Capitals slated for the same time. And the Rangers will round out tonight's 7 p.m. bookings when they host the Anaheim Ducks at the Garden. Also, if you're up for it later on, check out the Devils in Vancouver tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. The NCAA basketball tournament has officially arrived as two of four play-in games are set for tonight to off the madness. The Texas ANMCC Islanders will tip off with the Texas Southern Tigers tonight at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time. And following that matchup will be the Indiana Hoosiers and Wyoming Cowboys at 9.10 p.m. Both games are set to be played at UD Arena in Dayton, Ohio. Finally, some scary news out of Metzland yesterday as star first baseman Pete Alonso walked away from a severe car crash on Sunday in which his car flipped three times when it was struck by a driver who ran a red light. Alonzo spoke yesterday from spring training in Port St. Lucie, Florida, where he said he is fine and will participate in a full workout with the Mets later on. Scary stuff from Alonzo, but glad he's okay. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center coming up. Let's first head over to the traffic desk with Joe Nolan. Morning again, Joe. And good morning again, Deb. And we've got uh, construction out on Route 22 right around Chestnut Street in Union. All lanes are going to be closed apparently in both directions. That could be a big deal if they don't get it out of the way at 6 o'clock when it is scheduled to be gone. So we'll have to keep a very close eye on delays there. Also, as you travel northbound on the Jersey Turnpike, the inner roadway, that is shut for overnight maintenance. That's shouldn't be too much longer. Outbound Lincoln Tunnel, though, we do have an accident in the north tube. There are injuries involved. The left lane is going to be out of service. Heading inbound from the island, still in good shape on all three of the major roadways, the LIE Northern Southern State. Also heading southbound New York State through it to the Tappan Z. Everybody along the way there seems to be moving pretty close to the speed limit as well. Now we have delays on the subways, the E, the F, the 4, and the 6. Good news with New Jersey Transit. The Morrison-Essex running a modified schedule. The Gladstone running between Gladstone 
Gladstone and Summit. Then you have to transfer and Summit uh, to get into the city or Hoboken. They are still cross-honoring. Uh, they're getting better there. That is great news. And 20 on the North Jersey coastline. Again, that bridge repair at Middletown and alternate side again today in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And as promised, your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Mostly sunny today or high up to 62. The overnight lows 44. Another sunny day tomorrow. The high up to 64. And right now we have 45 degrees. Mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average grew by a point. The S&P 500 dropped by 31, and the Nasdaq lost 262 points. The Ukraine crisis is turbocharging a dash for haven investments around the globe. The Russian invasion and the ensuing jump in commodity prices have sent investors barreling into gold and government bonds and scooping up bets that will pay out if they keep rising. The Wall Street Journal dollar index, which measures the greenback against a basket of 16 other currencies, closed Friday at its highest level since June of 2020. The dollar is seen as a haven because of its status as the world's reserve currency. Uber and Lyft drivers are getting hammered by sky-high gas prices, and some are saying they're going to quit altogether. The news comes as Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as well as increased commuting and travel, send gas prices soaring to record levels. According to AAA this morning, a gallon of regular grade fuel cost $4.32, up from $2.86 a year ago. Elon Musk has seemingly challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight for Ukraine on Twitter. Musk has taken an active role in the ongoing war between Ukraine and Russia, both on his Twitter feed and throughout his companies. He's mocked Russian officials on social media, as well as providing Starlink space internet equipment to Ukraine. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, the Dow is down 245 points at 32,593. The S&P dropped 31. NASDAQ's down 90 points. Gold down $24.40 an ounce to $1,936. Forty cents crude oil. It is at ninety-seven dollars forty-two cents a barrel right now. Down five dollars fifty-nine cents. The WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your seventy-seven WABC Early News. On Monday, the first wave of the NYPD's new anti-gun units hit the streets, and those units are targeting neighborhoods with the highest rates of gun violence. These neighborhood safety teams are comprised of one hundred sixty-eight officers. They're targeting. 28 areas where shootings have increased during the viral pandemic. Here's NYPD Commissioner Keychant Sewell back in January. We need the help of the communities. We need the partnerships that we have with federal, local agencies to help us get a handle on this crime together. We will keep the people of this city safe. We will hold anyone who threatens safety accountable. And we will make sure we remember the victims, the survivors who are left behind. Another 300 officers will be added to those teams after they complete their training. And in contrast to a controversial anti-crime unit that was disbanded in 2020, this new anti-crime unit, these officers will be clearly identifiable. An 87-year-old woman critically injured Saturday in a random shove attack in Chelsea is famed voice coach Barbara Meyer Gustern. She remains unconscious with a serious brain injury, according to her grandson on Facebook. 
Police say Gus Turin was walking on West 28th Street right near 9th Avenue about 8 p.m. Thursday when she was suddenly shoved from behind. The NYPD is investigating and so far no arrests in that case. Hate crime charges against a Yonkers man in Friday's brutal beating of a 67-year-old Asian-American woman. This victim was followed into her apartment building, attacked from behind, and hit more than 125 times while being cursed at. The suspect, 42-year-old Tamel Esco, is held without bail. He was charged with assault and attempted murder in the attack, which was caught on surveillance. The Westchester DA said Monday that Esco was hit with a new felony complaint, elevating both charges to a hate crime. Both are violent felonies. Police say the woman is in stable condition. She remains hospitalized. Long Island Representative Lee Zeldin, the presumptive Republican nominee for governor, released an internal campaign poll Monday claiming he can beat Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul. The campaign survey shows Zeldin with 45.5% of the vote to 44% for Hochul, with the rest undecided. This hypothetical matchup is within the polls' margin of error, which means the race is a dead heat. Here's Eldon making an impassioned speech in a campaign ad. Are we ready to fire Kathy Hochul? Do we want to repeal cashless mail? How about firing district attorneys who refuse to enforce the law like Alvin Bragg? This survey of 800 voters was conducted by John McLaughlin and Associates. It found that Crime is the number one issue, with one in five respondents citing it as their top concern. Another 17% of voters said taxes were their top concern. Well, as you heard Justin Ellick talking about it during his sports report a few moments ago, the Mets' Pete Alonso arrived to training camp yesterday, thankful that he's alive. The Mets' first baseman was T-boned at an intersection Sunday by a driver who ran a red light. Alonzo's vehicle flipped several times. He was uninjured, though. Here's Alonzo. To me, I'm just really thankful to be alive. I'm really thankful that I'm healthy. I'm very thankful to, to be here. It's just anything can happen at any given moment. And I'm just super, super blessed to be here. Alonzo's wife, Hallie, was following behind her husband at the time of the crash. And she said she considered it a miracle that her husband was not seriously hurt or even killed. Police in Florida say the driver who allegedly T-burned Alonzo's vehicle was issued a citation for running a red light and an investigation into that crash continues. A disgraced ex-New York Governor Andrew Cuomo released a second campaign-style TV ad on Monday. Cuomo is set to speak to a group of Hispanic clergy this week in the Bronx. In this new 30-second ad titled The Record, the embattled former governor touts his accomplishments. I've made mistakes, but I also made a difference. I've never stopped fighting for New Yorkers, and I never will. Cuomo's latest moves are seen as attempts to launch a political comeback. He resigned in August of 2021 under the threat of impeachment. Last month, Cuomo launched a TV ad ripping the state attorney general Letitia James' sexual harassment probe against him, which found he allegedly harassed 11 women. Well, Fox journalist Benjamin Hall was wounded in Kiev on Monday in Ukraine as the war on Ukraine rages. The Fox News CEO said in a statement that Hall was reporting outside of Ukraine's capital when he was hurt. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby wished a speedy recovery for Hall. This is a war that didn't need to be fought, to be sure. 
but just as to be sure, there are there are journalists from around the world on the ground trying to discover the truth and to show that truth and to and to uh, and to tell these important stories. And again, we must go out to, to Mr. Hall and are certainly our our deepest thoughts go to his family, as I'm sure they are worried about him. The network says Hall is hospitalized, but they have no details on his actual condition or on his actual injuries. The report comes one day after an award-winning journalist and former New York Times contributor Brent Renaud was killed by Russian forces near Kiev. He died after being a shot in his neck while he was riding inside of a vehicle. 77 WABC time check coming up on 527. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Joe Nolan. Good morning once again, Joe. Hey, good morning, Deb. Good morning, everybody. And again, as we start to head out, we're starting to pick up a little volume on the LIE. Still moving very well, though. Coming away from the Cross Island right on in through Queens Boulevard. Same thing as you begin to travel southbound on the Bruckner. Coming down to the Drawbridge building up. Same thing inbound George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels. Quite a bit. No, not quite a bit, but there's a little bit of a... Uh, brake check as you start to make the turn coming off of the turnpike and down onto the Holland. So just be aware of that. Outbound at the Lincoln, we still are going to have issues. And again, that because of ongoing problems with an accident inside the tube, the left lane going to be out there injuries. They're still in the process of getting that out of the way. In New Jersey, northbound inner roadway is going to be shut down on the Jersey turnpike. That for the overnight road work. Subways, delays on the F, the 4, and the 6. And good news with New Jersey Transit trains. The Mars and Essex line running again. They're on a modified schedule, though, still. And also the Gladstone branch is running between Gladstone and Summit. At Summit, you have to change uh, to get to either New York or Hoboken. They're still cross-honoring on the other lines. And 20 on the North Jersey coastline. That because of bridge repair in Middletown. And again, all on its side of the street. Parking rules and regulations are going to be in effect today. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high near 62. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, low down to 44. And tomorrow, another sunny day with a high up to 64. Right now, we have 43 degrees under mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. 77 WABC time check, 528. Yes, well, that is none other than Dolly Parton this morning, one of popular music's most beloved stars. Uh, Believe it or not, she is taking herself out of the running for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 2022 class of inductees. And here's why. In a statement shared to her social media accounts, Parton said that while she was extremely flattered and grateful for the nomination, she didn't feel she'd earned the right. Parton was the sole country star in this year's ballot, which also included Eminem, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dionne Warwick. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. We'll be back with more news, sports, business, traffic, and weather right after this. Stay with us. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Well, welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. Congress will hear directly from Ukrainian President Zelensky tomorrow. 
China may be on the brink of assisting Russia with the war on Ukraine. Europe's facing the worst humanitarian crisis since World War II as nearly 3 million people have fled war-torn Ukraine. High crime under woke policies out in Seattle has forced Amazon to relocate employees. Homeless in both New York City and Washington, D.C. being warned to take shelter as a serial killer of the homeless is on the loose. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will speak virtually to members of Congress on Wednesday. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat out of California, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, the Democrat out of New York, announced Zelensky's appearance in a joint letter. Here's Pelosi last week talking about a phone call with the Ukrainian leader. It is um, really an honor to just be on the call with somebody so courageous, uh, so determined, uh, and so strategic in his thinking about how to protect his country. Congress has moved to provide $13.6 billion in Ukraine-related aid since the Russian invasion. And this week, Congress is also expected to take up legislation ending normal trade relations with Moscow. Last week, Congress passed legislation to cut off Russian oil imports. China has expressed openness to helping provide Russia with requested military and financial assistance as part of its war on Ukraine. U.S. officials familiar with the intelligence told CNN, though, it is not yet clear whether China intends to actually support Russia. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Should they provide military or other assistance uh, that, of course, violates sanctions or uh, or supports the war effort, uh, that there will be uh, significant consequences. But in terms of what those specifics look like, we would coordinate with our partners and allies to make that determination. A top aide to President Biden during an intense meeting in Rome warned his Chinese counterpart of potential implications and consequences should China support Russia's war in Ukraine. China's President Xi Jinping is reportedly alarmed at the invasion of Ukraine. However, there are no indications that China will cut off support. More than 2.8 million refugees have fled war-torn Ukraine since the unprovoked Russian invasion. The exodus is the fastest-growing humanitarian crisis in Europe since World War II. UN High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, adds that more than 2 million people are displaced inside of Ukraine. The whole world is stunned by this crisis. And I think that the world is anguished by what this represents or might represent in terms of global security. Most Ukrainian refugees have crossed over into Poland and others have gone to places like Hungary, Moldova, Slovakia and other European countries. Some have even fled to Russia. High crime resulting from woke policies forcing Amazon to relocate all of their 1,800 workers from its office in downtown Seattle and the police budget there has actually been cut by $36 million since 2019 due to woke policies. Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell's office has pledged to make Seattle a safe and thriving neighborhood for its residents, workers and businesses, but noted the struggle that law enforcement is having. The fact of the matter is, is I inherited a depleted and demoralized police department. We have lost a staggering number of officers over the past two years, nearly 350. And Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell there, Amazon citing an increase in violent crime in the downtown Seattle area in its announcement that actually came out last Friday. In 2021, Seattle experienced a 24 percent increase in aggravated assaults. 
A 42 percent hike in shootings and shots fired incidents. That's an all time high and a 20 percent increase in violent crimes, the highest level in some 24 years out in Seattle. The homeless right here in New York City and Washington, D.C., are being warned to seek shelter. A lone gunman is suspected of targeting sleeping homeless men in both cities. Two people have already been killed, three injured. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser called the gunman a cold-blooded killer on the loose. They also said that full cooperation is being given to authorities. Here is D.C.'s Mayor Bowser. We know that this is a scary situation. Uh, We know that our unsheltered residents already face a lot of daily dangers, and it is unconscionable um, that anybody would target this vulnerable population. A combined $70,000 reward is being offered for information that leads to an arrest. $25,000 here in New York City, $25,000 in D.C., and $20,000 from ATF. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms motives unknown. And you can take a look at a photo of that suspected gunman. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. A 77 WABC time check, 537. Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. All right, Deb, and again, as you travel out of the Lincoln Tunnel, we still have that accident on the outbound side. It's in the north tube. There are injuries apparently involved in this as well, so it is still there on the outbound side. Again, only one lane going to be open getting to New Jersey. Now, on the Jersey Turnpike northbound, the inner roadway is still closed for maintenance. That shouldn't be too much longer if they haven't gotten out of the way already. Route 22, though, is still shut down in both directions between the Garden State Parkway and Chestnut Street. That overnight road work, that will continue for a little while longer. We're also starting to see some volume come inbound on the LIE northern southern states. And again, nothing terrible. It's moving along very well, but still starting to build up. You know, heavy heavy but moving well, we'll call it that. Also, as you head out on the Transit Authority tracks, there are delays on the F, the 4, and the 6. Good news with Jersey Transit. Morrison Essex Lime running again on a modified schedule. Same thing with the Gladstone Branch. They are still cross-honoring on the Montclair Booton, also on the Raritan Valley Line. And 20-minute delays on the North Jersey Coastline, that bridge repair at Middletown. That is ongoing. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations, once again today, are going to be in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today. Our high 62. The overnight low is 44, partly cloudy. More sun tomorrow. The high up to 64. And right now, 43 clear skies. Republican U.S. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is looking to eliminate Dr. Anthony Fauci's position as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Instead, the senator wants to actually divide the position into three separate new institutes. Paul says each of these three institutes would be led by a director who is appointed by the president and confirmed by the U.S. Senate for a five-year term. Here he is on Fox News criticizing some of Fauci's policies. I mean, it was real disservice for Dr. Fauci to go around saying cloth masks don't do work because then you have an 80-year-old taking care of their spouse with COVID and wearing a cloth mask that has no value whatsoever and that's a mistake. He, he caused people to engage in activities that they wouldn't have normally by telling him it was safe when it wasn't. Senator Paul adds that this will create accountability and oversight into a taxpayer-funded position blamed for many miscues and misinformation during the COVID-19 viral pandemic. A former representative, Joe Crowley, says Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx has former President Donald Trump to thank for her 2018 congressional win. 
Crowley attributed his defeat by the liberal Democrat to a confluence of things that have happened at the time, including Trump's win in the 2016 presidential election. Here's Crowley on the Pro Politics with Zach McCary podcast. In many respects, it, it, it lit the fire under the base of our party. And I think that's a good thing uh, in many respects. Uh, you know, maybe personally it didn't work out for me, but I think it created the energy we needed to oust him as president. Crowley served as U.S. representative from New York's 14th Congressional District for some 20 years until losing the primary nod to AOC. And despite riding on Trump's coattails, AOC has been critical of the 45th president and his allies. At least two people killed 25 others wounded in Chicago shootings over this past weekend alone. According to Chicago police, the violence includes seven victims who were simply standing outside of a pizzeria. They were shot when a vehicle pulled up and a gunman opened fire. Here's Chicago Police Superintendent David O'Brown. We're asking the public, if you know anything about any uh, persons involved in this, please come forward and uh, give us that evidence so we can solve this case. A violent crime in Chicago up 7.5% so far this year, and city data also shows a 100% increase in fatal shootings in some neighborhoods. The city's 2021-2022 budget pumps $411 million more into a safety plan focusing on 15 of Chicago's most violent neighborhoods. Retired General David Petraeus thinks the consequences for Vladimir Putin's decision to invade Ukraine will become increasingly apparent to Russia, especially during the next week. Speaking on CNN, the former CIA director said the invasion of Ukraine has gone poorly for the Russian president. Petraeus said Vladimir Putin could see problems at home as sanctions against Russia take hold. At some point, again, the people are going to realize, you know, the stock market's never going to reopen. Uh, we aren't getting much for our ruble anymore. Uh, various products that they used to take for granted are just not going to be on the shelves of stores. Again, this is starting to happen, uh, and it will escalate in the weeks that lie ahead. Petraeus expects pressure to build on Putin as more businesses close, the country defaults on its debt payment, and store shelves are left empty. Meanwhile, also, a Russia Russian TV employee stormed her network studio during its live evening broadcast. This happened Monday to warn citizens that they have been lied to about the invasion into Ukraine. According to the Express, this woman burst into the TV frame holding a sign that read, Stop the war. Don't believe propaganda. They're lying to you in a mix of English and Russian. She chanted, Stop the war. No to war. This woman was said to be an employee with a network fed up with feeding misinformation to her fellow Russian citizens. The incident came during a massive Russian crackdown on media outlets that published stories deviating from President Vladimir Putin's narrative of the war in Ukraine. A pregnant woman and her unborn child injured due to Russia's bombing of a maternity hospital in Mariupol in southern Ukraine has died. That image of the injured woman has become one of the most shocking and viral images of Russia's war on Ukraine. After being accused of war crimes, Russian officials claim the maternity hospital had been taken over by Ukrainian extremists. Here's Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. 
At the UN Security Council, our delegation presented facts that this maternity hospital had long since been captured by the Azov Battalion and other radical factions, from where all expectant mothers, all nurses, and all personnel had been kicked out. This was a base of the ultra-radical Azov Battalion. Russia's ambassador to the UN and Russian embassy in London called the images of the attack fake news. 77 WABC time check, 545, and Justin Ellick is at the sports. That's quite a story about uh, Alfonso there of the Mets down in Florida. Wow, he's lucky. Yes, and the F, Alonzo, but uh, yes, a, a, a scary story, but we're glad we're glad he's okay. Um, we can kick it off with that. Uh, scary news out of Metsland yesterday. As Deb had mentioned, star first baseman Pete Alonzo walked away from a severe car crash on Sunday in which his car flipped three times when it was struck by a driver who ran a uh, red light. Alonzo spoke yesterday from spring training in Port Port St. Lucie, Florida, where he said he is fine and will participate in a full workout with the Mets later on today. So all good with Pete. Glad he's okay. Um, A dead night last night in the way of local action in terms of games. We were uh, left with no hockey or basketball. Looking ahead to tonight, though, the Nets are in Orlando getting set to face the Magic at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders have a date scheduled with the Washington Capitals slated for the same time. And the Rangers will round out tonight's 7 p.m. bookings when they host the Anaheim Ducks at the Garden. Also, if you're up for it, check out the Devils in Vancouver later on tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The NCAA basketball tournament has officially arrived as two of four playing games are set for tonight to kick off the madness. The Texas A&MCC Islanders will tip off with the Texas Southern Tigers tonight at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time. And following that matchup will be the Indiana Hoosiers and Wyoming Cowboys at 9.10. Both games are set to be played at UD Arena in Dayton, O. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And we'll have your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center shortly. Let's head over to the traffic desk. Joe Nolan, morning again, Joe. And again, good morning, Devin. If you're heading outbound to the Lincoln Tunnel, we still have that accident. It's still in the process of being cleared out of the North Tube. There were some injuries involved as well. If you're inbound on the LIE building up normally between the Grand Central and Queens Boulevard. Now, if you're on the Jersey Turnpike northbound, the inner roadway, still shut that for ongoing maintenance. Now, Route 22, all lanes are closed between the Garden State Parkway and Chestnut Street. Overnight road work, hopefully that'll be out of the way shortly. New problem up in Westchester on 287 eastbound at exit 11. A stall that one in the left lane. Inbound on the Gowanus BQE, starting to get actually quite heavy from the prospect up to the Brooklyn Bridge. You're all right, though, back through 65th Street. Metro North, Long Island Railroad, everybody there good, but Jersey Transit better than they've been. The Morris and Essex line running a modified schedule. The Gladstone branch running between Gladstone and Summit. They are still cross-awning on the Raritan Valley and the Montclair Booton. Again, all this from that storm damage. They're still getting over 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline. That because of that bridge repair that they have in Middletown. And that's going to be ongoing, I think, uh, for a while. Now, other than that, Mass Transit's good. Subways are back. And alternate side of the street parking in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are highs 62. The overnight low 44, partly cloudy overnight. And tomorrow, more sunshine. The high near 64. Right now, 43 clear skies. Frank Morano has your business report. 
I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average grew by a point. The S&P 500 dropped by 31, and the Nasdaq lost 262 points. The Ukraine crisis is turbocharging a dash for haven investments around the globe. The Russian invasion and the ensuing jump in commodity prices have sent investors barreling into gold and government bonds and scooping up bets that will pay out if they keep rising. The Wall Street Journal dollar index, which measures the greenback against a basket of 16 other currencies, closed Friday at its highest level since June of 2020. The dollar is seen as a haven because of its status as the world's reserve currency. Uber and Lyft drivers are getting hammered by sky-high gas prices, and some are saying they're going to quit altogether. The news comes as Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as well as increased commuting and travel, send gas prices soaring to record levels. According to AAA this morning, a gallon of regular grade fuel cost $4.32, up from $2.86 a year ago. Elon Musk has seemingly challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight for Ukraine on Twitter. Musk has taken an active role in the ongoing war between Ukraine and Russia, both on his Twitter feed and throughout his companies. He's mocked Russian officials on social media, as well as providing Starlink space internet equipment to Ukraine. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Our Dow futures this morning in the red. Dow Jones down 151 points at 32,687. S&P 500 down 17 and three quarter points. The Nasdaq's down 39 and a quarter points. Gold's at $1,932.80 an ounce this morning, down $28. Crude oil at $97.20 a barrel, dropping from earlier levels, down $5.81. It's the WABC Early News. And good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check is 5.50. On Monday, the first wave of the NYPD's new anti-gun units hit the streets, and these units are targeting neighborhoods with high rates of gun violence. The neighborhood safety teams are comprised of 168 officers targeting 28 areas where shootings have increased during the viral pandemic. Here's NYPD Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell back in January. We need the help of the communities. We need the partnerships that we have with federal, local agencies to help us get a handle on this crime together. We will keep the people of this city safe. We will hold anyone who threatens safety accountable. And we will make sure we remember the victims, the survivors who are left behind. Another 300 officers are going to be added to these teams after they complete their one-week training as well and In contrast to that controversial anti-crime unit disbanded in 2020, the new anti-crime officers will be clearly identifiable. A solid majority of New York City residents are giving Mayor Eric Adams a thumbs up for his first two months on the job. A Marist College poll found that 61 percent of respondents approved of Adams' performance, while 24 percent disapproved with the remainder undecided. Similarly, 62% of residents rather have a favorable opinion of Adams, a popularity that crosses all key ethnic and geographic groups across the city. That according to the survey, which was done between March 1st and March 8th. Two and a half months into his tenure, Adams gets more favorable approval ratings than unfavorable marks for his handling of key issues like crime, the coronavirus pandemic, public schools, and the relationship between police and the community. 
Only 38 percent of residents rated him as a good or excellent mayor. Thirty seven percent thought he was fair and 14 percent poor. That according to that Marist survey. An 87-year-old woman critically injured Saturday in a random shove attack in Chelsea is famed voice coach Barbara Meyer Gustern. She remains unconscious with a serious brain injury, according to her grandson. He posted the update on Facebook. Police say Gustern was walking on West 28th Street near 9th Avenue about 8 o'clock Thursday night when she was suddenly shoved from behind. So far, no arrests. The NYPD is continuing its investigation. Meanwhile, hate crime charges now against a Yonkers man in Friday's brutal beating of a 67-year-old Asian-American woman. The victim was followed right into her apartment building, attacked from behind and hit more than 125 times while being cursed at. The suspect, 42-year-old Tamla Esco, is held without bail. He was originally charged with assault and attempted murder in the attack, which was caught on surveillance. The Westchester DA said on Monday that Esco was hit with a new felony complaint, elevating both charges to a hate crime, both violent felonies. Police say the woman is hospitalized still and remains in stable condition. Long Island Representative Lee Zeldin, the presumptive Republican nominee for governor of New York, released an internal campaign poll on Monday that claims he can beat Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul. The campaign survey shows Zeldin with 45.5% of the vote uh, compared to 44% for Hochul with the rest undecided. The hypothetical matchup is within the polls' margin of error, which means the race is virtually a dead heat right now. Here's Zeldin making an impassioned speech in a campaign ad. Are we ready to fire Kathy Hochul? Do we want to repeal cashless mail? How about firing district attorneys who refuse to enforce the law like Alvin Bragg? A survey of about 800 voters conducted by John McLaughlin and Associates found that crime's the number one issue, with one in five respondents citing it as their top concern. Another 17 percent of voters said taxes were their top concern. Well, the New York Mets' Pete Alonso arrived to spring training camp yesterday, and he is thankful he's alive. The Mets' first baseman was T-boned at an intersection Sunday by a driver who Allegedly ran a red light. Alonzo's vehicle flipped several times, although he was uninjured. Here's Alonzo. To me, I'm just really thankful to be alive. I'm really thankful that I'm healthy. I'm very thankful to, to be here. It's just anything can happen at any given moment. And I'm just super, super blessed to be here. Alonzo's wife, Hallie, was following behind her husband at the time of the crash. And she, she said that she considered it a miracle that her husband was not seriously hurt or even killed. Police in Florida say the driver who allegedly T-boned Alonzo's vehicle was issued a citation for running a red light. Disgraced ex-New York Governor Andrew Cuomo released a second campaign-style TV ad on Monday. Cuomo is also set to speak to a group of Hispanic clergy this week in the Bronx. In this 30-second ad titled The Record, the embattled former governor touts his accomplishments. I've made mistakes, but I also made a difference. I've never stopped fighting for New Yorkers, and I never will. Cuomo's latest move seen as attempts to launch and relaunch a political comeback. He resigned back in August of 2021 under threat of impeachment by the state legislature. And last month, Cuomo also had launched a TV ad ripping State Attorney General Letitia James' sexual harassment probe against Cuomo, which found he allegedly sexually harassed 11 women. 
A Fox journalist, Benjamin Hall, was wounded in Kiev on Monday. A Fox News CEO said in a statement that Hall was reporting outside of Ukraine's capital when he was hurt. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby wished a speedy recovery for Hall. This is a war that didn't need to be fought, to be sure. Uh, but just as to be sure, there are there are journalists from around the world on the ground trying to discover the truth and to show that truth and to and to uh, and to tell these important stories. And again, we uh, our, our best go out to, to Mr. Hall and our certainly our our deepest thoughts go to his family, as I'm sure they are worried about him. The network says Hall's hospitalized, but there are no details on his condition this morning. And this report comes just one day after an award winning journalist and former New York Times contributor Brent Renaud was killed by Russian forces near Kiev. He was riding in a vehicle when gunfire erupted. He died after being shot in his neck. 77 WABC time check, 557. Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. All righty, and again, we continue to have ourselves quite a bit of heavy traffic on Route 22 in both directions. You know, it should be out of the way very, very shortly, though. Uh, It was supposed to be cleared at 6 o'clock, and it looks like they're in the process of doing that. So, again, uh, between Chestnut Street and the Garden State Parkway, all lanes are closed on Route 22, and again, that because of ongoing construction overnight stuff. We have a stall up at Westchester eastbound as you begin to get into the area of Exit 11, one lane out of service. It's all the way over on the left-hand side. If you're heading on out to the inbound side of the Gowanus BQE from the Prospect up to the Brooklyn Bridge, lots of volume. It isn't that terrible stuff yet, but still quite a bit of slow traffic. Jersey Turnpike, that inner roadway should be reopened very shortly if it isn't already. If you're heading out on the New Jersey Transit, good news, Morris and Essex running a modified schedule. Gladstone running between Gladstone and Summit. Then you have to get off the train in Summit to get into the city or Hoboken. They are still cross-honoring. And the North Jersey coastline, there are 20-minute delays. Again, that bridge repair, that would be in Middletown and alternates out of the street parking rules and regulations once again today are going to be in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And your WABC time check is 558. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Mostly sunny skies are high near 62. No rain in sight overnight. Partly cloudy skies. The low is down to 44 overnight. And tomorrow, more sunshine, a high of 64. So even a little bit warmer than today. Right now, 43 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program, as we always do right now on the 77 WABC Early News. Here's a sneak preview. Bernie and Sid have Bo Deedle as a guest. That comes up at 740. Of course, he's a uh, former NYPD cop, now a private investigator. Actor has done so much. Always very, very talkative and opinionated. Attorney Joe Tacopina with Bernie and Sid. That comes along at 840. And Bruce Blakeman, he is the new Nassau County Republican executive. He's with Bernie and Sid this morning uh, coming up at 925. Also, you don't want to miss Lydia Reports. That comes along at 825, 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And, of course, you can take part in the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest each and every day, Monday through Friday at 940, 30 past each hour. Of course, 77 WABC Clip of the Day. You don't want to miss that. Our own Dominic Carter talks about Andrew Cuomo's comeback. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Please be back with us tomorrow morning, bright and early at 5. Thanks for being with us. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid.